AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from beautiful, sunny, a little cool, a little crisp, crisp Southern California. Hope you're having a spectacular day. Uh, Chris Broussard will join us, NBA insider from Fox Sports 1. You also hear him on the weekends on Fox Sports Radio. He'll be our guest upcoming in 15 minutes. We'll ask him about what Mark Cuban let the world in on, a not-so-well-kept secret that he has talked about time and again. He once again is talking about tanking. He said this is the last year they are going to tank, but they are tanking in Dallas. Well, how is the league going to react? And we'll get you ready for the second half of the NBA season with Broussard. Uh, I have my thoughts on on Louisville's basketball program getting put on probation and having a banner come down from the 2013 National Championship. Um, Austin Dillon, the Daytona 500 winner from Sunday, will join us next hour. Daniel Jeremiah will join us in the third hour of the show. We'll ask him about the topic that I want to start with. That's Lamar Jackson. (laughs) 
So I, I'm always, I always laugh at this stuff. People are questioning Bill Polian because he said that uh, Lamar Jackson, he doesn't view as a top caliber starting uh, a quarterback prospect in the upcoming draft because, and music, if, if I get this wrong, feel free to correct me. Uh, he is uh, short, a little slight, and not as accurate um, as some of the other prospects, right? That, that's basically the gist of what he's saying. And so um, I, I think this is funny. It's one thing for me to say he's short, slight, and not as accurate. It's, it's one thing for Colin Cowherd to say he's short, he's slight. And, and it's important to note that even scouts and general managers and even the best general managers of all time will make mistakes and will think somebody like uh, Tom Brady. We can say what we want about Tom Brady, but every team in the league, including the New England Patriots, had five rounds to draft him. So we can say that the Patriots are geniuses because they found Tom Brady, but they passed on him five other times. In the exact same draft. Um, so people do miss on things. And so I'm not saying that everything Bill Polian says, every evaluation he has is 100% accurate. But we do know who Bill Polian is, correct? Right? Like, hey, remember when the Buffalo Bills went to four straight Super Bowls? Who was their general manager? And remember the Indianapolis Colts and how they were, you know, always competitive with Peyton Manning and boy, they had, uh, you know, so many Edger and James, um, Reggie Wayne. Uh, I mean, you, yeah, I mean like you named the, the, the star uh, Bob Sanders, you named the, the star player that they have in Indianapolis. Like who, who is their gentleman? It's like Bill Polian. Like it's Bill freaking Polian. So it's one thing for said radio host to say like, man, he's a 50, 56% completion guy in college. Every time he faces an elite level defense, he looks like a guy who it's a 50-50 shot whether he throws close to a guy. He does look smaller than listed at six foot three, which is probably going to come out in the combine. He is fairly slightly built, a lot like Teddy Bridgewater, whose knee did just blow into a million pieces uh, two years ago. It is does feel like a problem. He is a guy that people are going to consider having him switch positions. And we make it about a million different things other than what it should be. Here is one of the best evaluators of football talent in the history of the sport, giving you his honest evaluation. And you make it about, I don't know what. Well, you're not sure. How do you know that? He's accurate. It's the, How do you know that? He, he actually has numbers and data to support him. You ask any of these NFL guys and they'll tell you that uh, accuracy might be the most important aspect of, uh, of the NFL, of playing quarterback in the National Football League. Sure, you got to be able to read a defense. You have to have some intangible qualities in terms of leadership as well. And Lamar Jackson is a great, not good, great athlete. But like, I don't really understand how all of a sudden you have these Twitter tough guys talking about Lamar Jackson like he's some refined prospect. I told you when he came out, like, I don't understand why he's coming out. He still needs time to work and become more accurate. So forgive me if just because he won a bunch of college awards and you think that Bill Polian's lost his mind, I sit there and go like, I don't know, Bill Polian properly evaluated Jim Kelly, properly evaluated Peyton Manning. He's properly evaluated so many stars. And maybe he misses on this one. 
but I, I, I just, I, I fail to see where the convert, where no one I know in football thinks Lamar Jackson is an elite level prospect. Now, could he eventually be a refined quarterback? Maybe, maybe he's more athletic than Russell Wilson. He does have a strong arm, incredible escapability. He does look slight, does look, but does that matter as much now in the NFL where you can't hit guys, you can't touch guys. And if he learned to slide, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week when I was on TV, is that one of the things that Cam Newton trouble he has when sliding is he's so damn big, you know, he's six foot six, six foot seven. It's hard for him to get down to slide. That's just not a natural thing for a man that big. But it's like, okay, he's going to prove Bill Polian wrong. I think if Lamar Jackson is a star in the NFL, he's probably going to prove 32 teams wrong because though somebody is going to draft him in the, third, fourth, heck, maybe even fifth round. Whoever drafts him, they will have passed on him a couple of times before they ever draft him. And that's the whole, we believed in him when no one else believed in him. We believed him slightly more is the proper, is the proper way of putting together the sentence, right? Don't give me this, we believed in him when everybody else did, because if he did, and he's a quarterback, he's a quarterback, then you'd take him right away. Lamar Jackson completed 57% of his passing. And while you may think, hey, look, man, it's college. He's got to throw guys open. He could be, he's a smaller, more, a quicker Cam Newton. Cam Newton, who struggles to complete 60% of his passes in the pros, completed 65.4% of his passes. And at, at, at Auburn. Robert Griffin, 67%. And I know that Robert Griffin and Cam Newton, a lot of bubble screens. Have you seen Lamar Jackson? Yes, he throws the ball deep downfield, and then he throws a lot of screens. That's college football. Even Vince Young, wildly inaccurate, 61.8. Geno Smith, 67. Who are the guys that have struggled? Christian Hackenberg, 56.1. When you're inaccurate, that, that, that's the hardest thing to fix. You know, they can tighten up your, your motion. They can, you, can't, you can't fix feet. You can't, it's hard to fix accuracy. So I just, but more than anything, this is not radio host guy. This is not even football numbers guy. This is Bill freaking Polian going, I don't see it. I don't see it. And clearly he's not the thrower that other guys are. The accuracy just isn't there. He's short and a little bit slight. That's his evaluation. My guess would be like, well, no, he's six foot three. No, he's listed at six foot three. How tall is he in reality? We all want him to be, uh, you know, I don't know what you want him to be. You want him to be Cam Newton, a combination of Cam Newton and Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson was a great thrower in college. He only completed 60.9% of his passes at NC State and Wisconsin, but he threw for uh, 72% when he played at Wisconsin. 60.9% when he's at NC State. Great thrower of the football. I mean, look, I watched uh, I watched Trey Young play last night in college basketball. And I like Trey Young. I know his dad. I like the kid. I like the kid more than anybody else has liked the kid. But w- w- what happens is he puts up huge numbers to start the year, and everybody completely loses their mind. ESPN has already handed them the Player of the Year trophy. His team's lost nine of their last eleven games. He's a completely ineffective player at the defensive end, which is half of the game. And his lack of shot selection, his high turnover numbers aren't helping the team, even though his scoring is what's carried the team.
And people want so badly to identify the next Steph Curry before he becomes, well, Steph Curry, that they're willing to close their eyes and go like, I don't care about your value, how many players you've watched. I have my own opinion and I can back it up with numbers and college success. Okay. I mean, hell, if you even if you go back and look at at Lamar Jackson's Heisman Trophy year, it's a lot less impressive the more you look at it. He put up huge numbers against terrible Charlotte and Syracuse and really a one double A program in Marshall. You put up numbers against bad teams, and then yeah, he demolished Florida State with his legs. And with his arm, that was a that was a blowout game. But you take those games off. You look at the end of the season when you played against legit defenses, and he was inaccurate. He threw interceptions. He wasn't a competent thrower. And he's playing for one of the best offensive coaches in college football in the last 25 years in Bob Petrino. And Bob Petrino's personal life might be a mess. He might kind of be a jerk to people, but he's a great offensive coach. So if you take all that into consideration and then you say, hey, Bill Polian's forgotten more about evaluating football players than most of us will ever know. You stop questioning the evaluator. Like, look, all these stories are the same. Louisville today in basketball has their banners taken down. They get NCAA, they, their appeal was, uh, was denied. And so what, what do writers and pundits do? They're like, oh, this is the dumbest NCAA. Instead of actually diving into, well, what does this do to Rick Pitino's legacy? What does this do to Louisville basketball? How do they react to it? How do they get, get back to where they were from it? Will, will Rick Pitino ever coach? Like, instead of the people who are actually responsible for what took place catching any sort of heat, today is the day to which the NCAA somehow is under fire because... Their penalties that they uh, that they levied were upheld. Instead of trying to pick apart Lamar Jackson and whether or not he can refine himself and become a competent NFL thrower and underneath routes, obviously he throws a he he can throw the ball far, but just not accurately. Can he be a starting quarterback in the national? Instead of worrying about that, we're calling out Bill Polying. And some are hinting that, well, maybe it's race at play here. That's the only reason you want to switch him positions. Like, no, it's not. You want to switch him positions because you think he's a really talented athlete who just might not be a quarterback in the NFL. It's really hard to make it. But we don't do that. We blame the messenger. We don't try and find out why there was the message. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Tanking club is like Fight Club. You're not supposed to talk about Fight Club, whether it exists or doesn't exist. And and uh, here, Mark Cuban keeps talking about Fight Club. I would disagree with Chris Broussard in that uh, I don't think this is an excuse. I, I think what he said was last year when they got to about midseason – he and I talked about this on my show, granted different network, but we, and he admitted to it several times over like, look, you know, you want to call playing young players. Fine. That, that's what Rick Carlisle says. We, we like to play our young players and get them experience. Everybody knows that's code for, for tanking, for tanking. And um, they have not yet fixed. And I'm not sure you can fix based upon having an NBA draft. The idea that if you lose more games, 
you're going to get a better pick, so you're better off losing than you are competing. They're not the only ones doing this. And if anything, the Astros are a team that more, even more than the Philadelphia 76ers, Sixers obviously tanked. Everybody knew it. They were terrible. Stripped down payroll. Um, even this year, what they're doing, you know, there's as, as bad as that is, there's also kind of fudging the, the salary cap deal, right? Which is what the Lakers are doing and the Sixers are doing where they're overpaying one player on short-term deals. Contavious Caldwell Pope for the Lakers, JJ Redick for the 76ers in the effort to uh, per, um, no, not persevere, to preserve, preserve that, preserve a huge, huge amount of the salary cap for a max player the following off season. But even that's kind of disingenuous to the rules. That's, you, you guys understand what I'm saying? Like, like part of the salary cap is there's a minimum and a max. There's a floor and a ceiling. And they got to get above that floor. So in order to do so, they sign a guy to a big one-year deal, which is no, it's like the new way of doing, of taking on a contract where a guy won't, like Luol Deng's not playing for the Lakers. So at some point in the offseason, they'll try and trade Luol Deng's contract knowing that he's never going to, probably never going to play in the NBA again. Otherwise, they would have traded him. But he has such a bad contract. They're gonna. They're, they have two choices, either or three choices: pay him out right away, but that doesn't help you against the salary cap, and it's a huge amount of money. The other one is the smooth the contract that's to pay it over three years, or to trade him so that somebody else has that big uh, nugget or big nut on their contract that they can buy out or they can smooth. But I, I think the big thing is that Mark Cuban is violating the first rule of Fight Club, the for, first rule of Tank Club. First rule of Tank Club is don't ever talk about Tank Club. Second rule of Tank Club is don't ever talk about Tank Club. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. The Daytona 500 winner, Austin Dillon, who joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, what's, what's that moment like when you, uh, there's, there's a bunch of other, I know, in race similarities uh, to you winning the race, but you see the three car, you're standing above your own three car, and you're, you're seeing the checkers below you, and you realize kind of all that other stuff that goes wrapped into it. Well, it's, uh, it's mind-blowing, man. Uh, it's fulfilling. Um, I feel like I gave something to all of our partners at Dow and RCR. It's just... Uh, a lot of people have believed in me and and gave me this opportunity. I'm just glad to uh, deliver it back to them. And it's uh, you dream about that, and then when it happens, it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do next? It's it's crazy. All right, so what did you do next? <laughs> I just celebrated with my guys, man. We took pictures all night long. I've been doing media all day today in New York City. I get to go back to the shop for the first time uh, tomorrow. And uh, that's that's really where you get to go and hang out with your guys and and talk to them and tell them thank you for all the hard work that they put in in the offseason. Of course, RCR is Richard Childress Racing. Richard Childress just happens to be your grandpa as well. And, um, uh, you know, your dad, Mike Dillon, is the general manager of RCR. He's a a former driver. What did he say to you? Oh, he was, uh, my dad is a very emotional person, and uh, he celebrated out there uh, in the grass with me. He grabbed me, gave me a hug, and um, it's cool just uh, seeing the smile on his face. And uh, I got to, to give my dad a Daytona 500 trophy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, like, look, and for people who haven't heard your story, Austin Dillon joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show, won the Daytona 500. Of course, you, you got the poll back in, I think, 
14. You got the poll. Um, but, you know, look, you, you were Rookie of the Year in the Truck Series, the Nationwide Series. Even go back to when you're growing up, you, you played in the Little League World Series. Like, you've had a pretty successful sporting life no matter, no matter what you've done. Uh, this almost feels like when you said what to do next, like this is like a crowning achievement. You're supposed to occur, supposed to occur at the end of your career. You're only 27, right? This, but considering all the other things you've done, this has to be the best no? Oh man, it's a, it's a great feeling. And, um, I I still want to accomplish one more. I want to win a championship and be the first guy to win all three championships in NASCAR. I think that would be, oh man, that would, I don't know what I would do next after that, but. Sure, you'd find something. Uh, seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson, he's still out there getting it, hungry for any kind of win he can get. So uh, you look up to guys like that that just keep pushing for more. How how has it changed? I, look, I, I I will be dead honest with you. I don't watch every week. Okay, I watch. I like to watch the big races. I like under the lights at, at Bristol. I like some of the big races like this one. Obviously, when you race up in Indy as well, that's that's a great one with the Brickyard, uh, the Brickyard. But. Um, like, I'm even confused by the scoring because I'm like, wait, it's not just about who wins and where you finish because there's different segments to the race. How much does that play into how you drive throughout the day? Well, um, each race kind of has a different uh, feel to it. Speedway races, you got to get to the end of them to have a chance to win them, which is um, it's just key. And we uh, played our race kind of like that. You know, we wanted to be there at the end to have a chance to win a Daytona 500 trophy. And it's... Um, there's nothing. There's nothing like um, having your plan come together and work out, and everything just played out perfectly for us uh, Sunday. How sitting in the three car on the 17th anniversary of his death, the 20th anniversary of the win, do you feel any of that, or are you too locked in on the race? Oh, you, you always feel that. You know, it's uh, it's what's great about having a number that has so much history behind it. And uh, yes, there's pressure with it, but when when you come to realize what you can accomplish when you do win. Uh, made a lot of people happy someday. Uh, a lot of three fans out there, and uh, they got to see their favorite number back in victory lane. All right, so do you, did you already get the tattoo, the champ tattoo on your butt? Yeah, it's there, man. It's uh, it's sore right now, actually. I'm tired of sitting on it. So is that your first tattoo you've, you've ever gotten? Well, I have another one, actually, on my other butt cheek, and that was another story, but... Uh, so I have two, and one's the champion, and the other one is a group of my buddies. We call each other the Wolf Pack. There's about now there's about twenty of us that actually have the same tattoo on our uh, left butt cheek. Well, that's a hell of a Wolf Pack. Twenty people. That that is a that is a dangerous Wolf Pack. Did you get that one we in Vegas? Strong man. Uh, did you we get that one in strong. Vegas? Actually, no. We uh, we got them at the same tattoo parlor in Daytona. That's why we went back. Um, some of the guys that got the original one were, were all my team, actually. And uh, like we're going back to the tattoo parlor, and uh, we went and got it done. How's Whitney feel about this? No, Whitney's fine with it. She's uh, she supports me in about everything I do, and she. I tried to talk her into it, but she said uh, you can't put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. That was the <laughs> her quote. That is a great line. Man, she's that. That is really, really. Now I've heard that line before, but if she came up with the line immediately after you said it, that's a really good line. Do that. Obviously, you, she's already a keeper. But if you didn't know, she is in fact a keeper after that line. Yeah, Whitney is very witty. She's uh, she she keeps up with her game. Austin Dillon joining us. If anybody like people who know the Daytona 500, your car now goes in the museum. So now, do you? Isn't that kind of a loss? You're like, well, I like that car. Do you do you stick that actual car, or do you have like a demo car you put in the museum? 
see that that baby goes in the museum and it'll it'll just be uh it'll have a shelf life now it stays and um that one will always be remembered and never never driven again which is cool you like you like the ones like uh my 500 car and my 600 car they'll never drive again and um there's a lot of that's that's very special all right, uh, Eric uh, Almarola. Obviously, you end up bumping him. He spins out. That's on the last lap. Now that you've had to see it, chance to breathe and think about it, uh, how do you reflect upon on on spinning on on pushing him and spinning him out and end up winning checkers because of it? Well, you know, when um, I had to push from Daryl out the back, I had to use it and had a lot of momentum catching him. He tried to block it low and. Uh, the next thing is I, I can't lift at that point when, when you get blocked. And his uh, interview afterwards, were, he was very cool about everything. And I expect the same thing from him, you know, in the same, same situation. And uh, I'm blocking, and, you know, I'll probably get dumped. And um, it's a part of it. But you have the opportunity for all those partners and the team that have put all this effort in. you got to do what it takes to win. And, and um, I, I just had to stay the gas. If I lift there, I'd probably get wrecked anyway. So. Uh, it's, it's Daytona, man. Speedway racing is different than any other racing we do. Yeah, it's pretty special to see Chevy get the win and your Dow team get the win and RCR get the win. Hey, listen, man, congrats and enjoy the spoils of the victory. At some point, I'm sure you'll get off this hamster wheel of, of media tour uh, and get some rest and get ready for, for the next time you get behind the wheel. Appreciate you joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, thanks, man. And Hey, NASCAR's got a lot of good stuff going on right now. If you're uh, looking for drivers, we got a lot of youth, young guys out there that are kicking butt. And it's, uh, it's cool to see where our sport's at. It's a great time to become a fan and, and really latch on to some of the guys we got. All right, it's Austin Dillon, a proud member of the Wolf Pack. Don't believe me, he's got it emblazoned on his, on, on his butt cheek. Thanks so much, Austin. Appreciate it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I understand that we can't unsee a Final Four. I joke about it that, okay, so am I supposed to now forget that they missed the call when they called a foul on Trey Burke, who had an incredible block that was called a foul. It was kind of a game-changing call. Do I, do I forget that? Does, I mean, Michigan doesn't now win a title. Um, curious is that Michigan obviously now plays in the national championship game that never happened, as opposed to the two Final Four banners from the Fab Five, which were taken down, which also never happened. So there is a little bit of what goes around, comes around type of deal. Right? They called a timeout in, you know, Chris Weber called a timeout against North Carolina. They didn't have, but that actually didn't take place because Michigan had that Final Four banner taken down. And they, uh, a, a, I thought a blown call goes against them, in which they committed no NCAA violations under John Beeline, but they lose the game in that way. Uh, I guess, obviously, they didn't win either one. But my, my bigger point is this. With, with Louisville, it sounds great to be upset at taking down a banner. I was there. I watched. I know I was there because I actually worked the game for CBS. I was 10 yards off the court sitting next to Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith and Greg Anthony and Greg Gumbel halftime before after the game. Okay, I, I was there. I know it took place. There is a, this is a symbolic gesture. Symbolic gesture. That's all it is. And while you say to yourself, like, why would you do it? It's so dumb. Like, okay, so what, what punishment would you offer up that's better? They find the school, okay? 
They took themselves out of the NCAA tournament for a year. Which, oh yeah, by the way, while it probably would have been done anyway, remember, that was what Louisville did at the time in order to try and save the program and save themselves. Like that was, Louisville put themselves on a year probation from the NCAA tournament. Louisville did. The NCAA did not. And the NCAA saw what they did and said, that's good. We got a little bit more for you. We're going to take down your banner. We're going to find you. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But Louisville was the one that took themselves out of the tournament a couple years ago. That was Rick Pitino trying to save his job, save his program, more so than Rick Pitino knowing that the NCAA was going to take them out of the NCAA tournament. You offered that thing up. I, I just, I don't know. You're talking about an impossible job for the NCAA Committee on Infractions. Impossible job. And while, yeah, North Carolina got away with taking the, these ghost courses because it was offered to all students, not just student-athletes, even though all but one player on one of their national championship teams, I think it was the 2005 national championship, was an African-American studies major. Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? We don't realize that this is really helping the basketball program keep everybody eligible. And if North Carolina didn't know this was going on, why'd they take players out of the African-American studies program? They did, because they knew something was up with it. Whether they knew that they were complete no-show farce courses or they just thought it was way too easy and A for North Carolina, they knew something was up. But the idea that North Carolina got away with it and Louisville did not, and somehow that makes the system a bunk system. Hey, have you paid attention to the, to the justice system? Right? Our own justice system. People walk that are guilty. O.J. Simpson walked when he was guilty. Now, they got O.J. Simpson in jail until recently on a technicality. They Al Capone'd Al Capone, getting him on racketeering and tax evasion charges. And that's essentially what they're doing to Louisville. Were the crimes that were committed so egregious? Did they change, massively change grades? No. Did they pay hundreds of thousands in this particular case? Did they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to a student athlete in order to get them to attend? In this particular case, this is not the most recent FBI investigation and uh, Louisville still got, got some, got some explaining to do when that a case uh, uh, occurs before the committee of infractions, but they had hookers in the dorms recruiting players and the, the ladies of the night, the professionals, if you will, were being paid, compensated by one of the staff members, former player at Louisville. You know, it's like, man, I don't like this punishment. Like, all right, tell me a better punishment. If you punish the team now and you say they're out of the NCAA term for two years, you're punishing players who had nothing to do with it. Rick Pitino's also already lost his job, granted for something else, but he's already lost his job. The staff member in question wasn't there and he already has a show cause. But you, you, you got to make a point to say this isn't okay. So I'm not sitting here defending everything the NCAA does and there's, a, there's an amount of hypocrisy to a lot of the, the rulings the NCAA has, but like, I, I, I just don't understand why we have a tendency to comment negatively on the punishment instead of commenting negatively on the actual story and the crimes that were committed. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
Daniel Jeremiah joins us. He's got a great podcast on uh, the NFL Network. He and Bucky Brooks is called Move the Sticks. Uh, DJ, I've been talking about Lamar Jackson a good amount today, and I must be missing something. Like, you know, college success is not necessarily a prerequisite for NFL success, but college inaccuracy is a prerequisite, is a, a good uh, sign of somebody that's going to be inaccurate at the NFL level. Uh, what's your assessment of Lamar Jackson and the viability as an NFL store, starting quarterback? Well, I think it's 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 kind of a complicated discussion in that I think he has the the arm talent to make every throw. I've seen him throw, well, not only with velocity, I've seen him throw with touch at times. Now he's wildly inconsistent, and the uh, the reason for that, in my opinion, is mechanical. He is really, really narrow uh, in his base. He's a flipper. He's not a thrower, so he doesn't really use any of his lower body. So I actually think there's he's one of the few I think has a chance to get better in that area with some mechanical fixes. And you know, look, when you're grading a wide receiver, Doug, and he has drops, it, you can't just talk about the drops. You have to say, okay. Now, does he make any special catches that I can kind of offset some of these drops? And what makes this quite a little different is, okay, you have to, you would live with some of the inaccuracies, which you wouldn't normally live with with other quarterbacks because of the, the freaky stuff he can do athletically um, to try and make up for some of that. But he, is he ever going to be a 65% guy at the next level? I don't think so. But I think there's, there's a shortage of quarterbacks, and somebody's going to try and get creative and try and craft something around what he can do. Okay, so do you do? You, is that first day? Is that for a first? Is he a first round guy then? I think he's going to go in the top forty picks. I really do, and you know whether that's a late first round pick or whether that's an early second round pick. I just think there's such a shortage at the position, and I think with what Houston did last year in terms of just turning that offense into what basically was the Clemson offense, a total departure from everything that that Bill O'Brien has ever done. I think was a little bit of a blueprint for teams to say, okay, uh, we can try and craft this thing now. The durability to me would be, you know, something. Okay, can you can you operate like that and physically hold up? That'll be something that'll have to be answered. That that's that's my exact question to you because when I look at it, I was like, look, that sounds really really good until I dig in and understand that not only do you worry about durability and taking hits, but like, look, we were saying to Sean Watson, he got hurt. And I know he had previously yep. hurt an ACL, but, like, that's something that, that seems to happen more when you're out of the pocket than when you're in the pocket. Yeah, I mean, Carson got hurt last year. You know, Wentz got hurt, and some of that is attributed to being a little bit reckless. You know, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's always going to be a concern. And that's why I still, when you're sorting through all these quarterbacks, um, I think one of the aspects you have to talk about is not only – durability but durability and then also projecting durability going forward and that to me is yeah you know, that's to me it's another feather in in uh in sam darnold's cap and that he's built he's a little bit sturdier he can take it and he's even though it's only two years he's taken a lot of hits and he gets up from every one of them um what what about baker mayfield what are people where are we on the baker mayfield discussion as of now uh, i think you know you talk to teams during draft meetings right now and um, I, I think there's no middle ground on Baker Mayfield. People are buying what he's selling, or there's people that aren't buying it. There's just, you know, there's, there's nobody that's in between. Um, I, I love, personally, we've talked about it, I love the stuff that he does between the lines playing the game and, and, uh, and, and accuracy and, and being able to, to do a lot of special things. But I think it's, in the, it's an adult position. It's a mature position. 
And that's something that I, it still worries me a little bit. Even, even just the stuff that was talking about Texas the other day, dude, just, just, just be quiet, man. There's, there's times to just lay low and let your actions speak for you. Um, the way I talked about it on the podcast today, I kept trying to think of the right way to phrase it, Doug, and trying to find the right words for it. I, I, in leaders, emotion is important. I like emotion and energy. Uh, emotion's a big part of that. But when it comes down to it, I'll take devotion over emotion. Show me what you're doing. Don't tell me what you're doing. Dan and Jeremiah from the NFL Network joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get the guys in the league. There's talk of the Jets going, hey, we'll put $60 million. We'll, we'll find a way to create a thing, bunch of signing bonus money, roster bonus money, so that it's a completely front-loaded deal. If you're Kirk Cousins, how appealing is that? Not very. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, far be it for me to say, tell somebody to take less money. You know, get, go, I, I get, get what get what you can get but if you told me that i could go to minnesota at 27 million dollars a year or i could go to the jets at 32 million dollars a year i know five million dollars a year is a lot of money but i think i'd rather go try and win super bowls with the minnesota vikings at 27 per and and probably you know make some of that five million back off the field because you're on a team that's winning in a, in a city where there's a bunch of fortune 500 companies as well as there is in new york so I don't know. I, I, I'd be a lot more tempted by one of those options as opposed to going to the Jets. I think they're a long way away. Who of the Vikings quarterbacks appeals to you? Um, who, which one of their current quarterbacks appeals yes. to me? Yes. Uh, I mean, I still, I, I, gosh, just because you don't know with Teddy's health, you don't know with Bradford's health. I go back to availability being important. I don't know that I'd pay Case Keenum that franchise number that they're talking about, and I'm not – super bullish on him long term but i know he's gonna he's gonna trot out there you know and i've got a chance to have a functional starter um i think of those three that that would probably be where i lean right now although i think teddy um has the most upside i just don't know where he's at health wise that's the voice of dana jeremiah from the nfl network he's joining us on the doug gottlieb show here on fox sports radio uh, Le'Veon Bell and the discussion over his contract. If you're in that room and you're deciding, how do you form, like, what's your opinion on what you do if you're the Steelers long-term on Le'Veon? It's a tough one. I, he is a great, great player. and uh, He kind of makes that thing go. I would just be, I think I would be cautious about about doing a long-term deal at that position right now. I just would. I I look at how cheaply the uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles acquired their running back talent in, the, in three backs that uh, that collectively were good enough for them to win a championship. It cost them nothing. They got Jay Ajayi for nothing. They got Garrett Blunt for nothing. They didn't have to spend a draft pick on Corey, Corey Clement. So, I don't know. It's just with the way the league is right now, I, I don't know that I would go all in and put, put all that cash out there in a long-term deal on a running back. I just wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either, but but um, they feel like they already have him and their window is, you know, does not appear to be that yeah. open for that much longer. And can you put something together short term in order to sign him? Um, but, you know, I, you know it, it, it does go counter to what so many others have done in the National Football League, paying running backs nothing, getting a bunch of them. One goes down, you replace him and, mm-hmm. and look no further than the playoffs. Not just the Eagles. I mean, look what the Patriots have done for years. I'm mm-hmm. um, a heck. Even look at what this. Even look what the Saints have done, right? I mean, like yeah. um, the big name running back they 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 sent away, and Alvin Kamara's a, a very versatile, but a third round pick, and they got a ton of value out of him. Yeah, yeah, and I look, 
I, I see the, you know, the other side that I see the Todd Gurley's and the Zeke Elliott's and the Lev Bell's and the impact they've had. Um, but again, I think, I don't know, I, I'm just beginning to lean more towards, hey, get them, get them, get them as rookies, you know, as bad as it sounds, run them till the wheels fall off and then let somebody else pay them and go get them. Yeah. What, what is the most fascinating, outside of quarterback, what's the most fascinating position in the upcoming draft? Well, I mean, running back is a good one because we've got a lot of depth there. Um, it's pretty interesting. I, I think the corner group is, while it might lack the, the uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey type guy, I think there's a lot of talent and depth. Maybe, you know, for that first two rounds, I think you could see, you know, seven or eight of those guys come off in the first two rounds. I think that's a really good group. I don't think it's as deep as last year's was in terms of getting a little bit, you know, fifth round. I don't think there's as many guys. Um, but there's an intriguing list of names there. I mean, this, this Josh, Josh Jackson, if he runs well from uh, from Iowa, he's got the best ball skills uh, I've seen in a long time. He's a, he's a great player. Denzel Ward from Ohio State's really really good. Jerry Alexander uh, from Louisville, really really good. So it, it's it's a it's a good group of guys up there. You mentioned running back. Saquon Barkley is is on the top of everybody's board. You just said you're kind of you've moved kind of off of that idea of a premier running back. What is his value in comparison to the others? Well, I think he's the best one. I think he's the best football player in the entire draft. I really do. And that's where I kind of, you know, it sounds like you're almost talking out of both sides of your mouth, but I'm okay if you want to take him and, and just roll with him for the, you know, get that first contract it's five years and just get everything you can, squeeze everything you can out of him for those five years. I think he's incredibly valuable there. Um, but, um, you know, where is he going to go? I think teams are split on that in terms of how high you take those guys. I could see him, you know, going in anywhere in the, in the you know, one to two to four, in any of those, any of those picks. I'd, I'd be shocked if he fell out of the top five, even with the position being where it is today. I just think the guy's too good. Uh, the Eagles decide that their offensive coordinator is going to be Mike Groh. Now, look, Doug Peterson's still going to call the plays. They're still going to have Deuce Staley, but they yeah. they did lose they did lose the other two voices kind of in the room. Joe, uh, uh, was it uh, DeFilippo? Frank uh, Reich, to the, and John DeFilippo. DeFilippo. Yeah, he went to the Minnesota Vikings, and of course, we know what happened with, with Frank Reich. What what does this do to change the Eagles' offense? Um. Look, I just knowing all those guys over there. Uh, I, I was there when Deuce was there. Deuce is a great guy. He's got a, a lot of great, great ideas in the run game. So keeping him there to keep the run game stabilized. And Doug, as the play caller, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot change there. Coach Grow has a great reputation around the league. Um, so look, you're going to lose quality people, but that's why uh, you know that that's why it's sustained success. Um, you got to have a head coach that can not only identify good coaches, but recruit them to be on the staff and, and continue to develop them when they're there. So uh, I like the fact those guys are both inside the building and getting promotions and uh, they know the lay of the land. They know their personnel. Are you packing right now? What are you doing that all of a sudden at times your voice appears to trail off? You guys can hear that too, right? That's not just me. Are you packing while you're walking around your, your house or something? Um, it is like freezing in my house right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm walking around in my, uh, in my master bedroom. It's not like it's like I'm doing laps. It's not that big of a house, Doug. But I am keeping, I am keeping moving to just, to just stay warm. I mean, we get out in California, it was, it was 32 degrees when I got in my car this morning. Yeah, it was like, it's so funny how, and that's the exact same thing happened to me this morning. I, we, my, my daughter said something this morning. They're off on, they have ski week vacation. Man, this is the tough, rugged, uh, <laughs> Orange County education, Southern California. They grit, get, they're, grit. They're, 
developing. Yeah, they're off for ski week. So I got my daughters. We went and we hung out this morning, and and somebody said to us, yeah, "It was thirty one degrees when." I, but when it's 70 every day and it's 31, you're like, man, that is cold. As opposed to when it's 31 every day and it's 20, you're like, yeah, it's cold, but it's, you know, it doesn't feel that bad. I think, yeah, I think what not, happens it's is... Like, it's like, it's not even sweater weather back east, but it is, it is heavy jacket weather out here. Yes, it's 50 degrees today in Southern California. And if you were in the Midwest, people would have t-shirts on, tank tops yep. on. They'd be outside celebrating. Meanwhile, there are women in, in the West, West L.A. wearing fur coats. But and 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 look in uh, in doing what's best for your radio show. I've I've since I'm sitting down. I'm just sitting on my hands, trying to keep my hands warm. So uh, don't, don't I'm, worry. I'm going to tough you're, it out for you. Your your segment is up. I you you you, you did in fact make it through, <laughs> make it through to the finish line. Daniel Jeremiah, check out the podcast. It's called Move the Sticks. We're getting closer and closer to the draft combine. Closer and closer to the draft itself, which of course uh, he used to be a part of with the Ravens, with the Eagles. And uh, and and basically does as good a job as anybody in letting us be in the know, getting ready for the NFL draft. DJ, thanks so much. Thanks, buddy. Take care. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.